Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Over Easy. My name is Manny, in case you're new here, or welcome back. So I've actually been doing a little bit of digging in the analytics recently, and I have kind of noticed that, you know, our little podcast fam is getting a little bit bigger every single time, and that makes me so super happy because, honestly, this is just a personal project of mine and a passion of mine, and to know that people actually enjoy it is crazy, but I thought I'd do a little bit of another introduction just in case you are new and haven't really heard all of the stories that I've told. Here we go. So my name is Manny. I live in Vancouver, Canada. I am 23 years old. I graduated from university last year in 2022 with a Bachelor of Arts majoring in psychology and minoring in commerce. I've grown up in Vancouver my entire life and I started a podcast in 2021 to kind of share the stories that I wanted to tell and also what I want to learn about. It's always just been a very big interest of mine to have a podcast and so I finally did it. We're coming up on two years of this podcast very soon which is super exciting. I mean today is episode 90. We're gonna get close to 100 episodes soon which is wild to even think about. I want to plan something special, but I'm still trying to figure out what I want to do. But anyways, that's kind of about me. Oh, now I'm currently working full time, living alone in Vancouver, figuring out my life in my young 20s. And that's kind of what this podcast centers around is whatever's going on in my life, whatever I think can apply to yours, anything that I learn and whatever can help. So I there's me. I hope you enjoy. Today is episode 90, as I said, and we're going to do an episode about living alone necessities. So I've been living alone for almost a full year. My lease is almost up. It'll be up at the end of August. And I have learned a lot. And today I'm going to share like the material things that I think are really necessary or I've found have really been helpful in my year of living alone because I didn't really know what I was getting myself into when I signed this lease and decided to move out on my own and uh, I think I've learned a lot so I think I have a lot to share but before we get into today's episode we're gonna do a check-in of course we're gonna start with a rose bud and thorn a rose is something that's good that's happened to me this week a bud is something I'm looking forward to and a thorn is something that's not so good that has happened this week All right, my rose is that now that it is summer, there is just so much happening in Vancouver. I feel like everyone just saves all of their organized events to be in the summer, which obviously makes sense because that's when the weather is nice. Otherwise, it'll be rainy for sure. But is there just so much going on? Yesterday, I went to Japan Market with my friends. And of course, like I've been talking about, I've been going to farmer's markets every single week. I'm going to one again today. I went to one last weekend. I've been going to different ones too which has been super fun is just like exploring although I've noticed that the Vancouver ones are all organized by the same organization they're just in different locations so I do think some of the booths are the same but there is some variety depending on the location so I've been doing going to farmers markets and then today I'm also going to Italian day with my friends again it was kind of a last minute plan and you know I don't love things that come up in the last minute or like being so busy all the time but I was like you know what it's summer like gotta make the most of it while I can and it sounds like it's gonna be fun and it's also so nice today so why not go so that is my rose it's just that there's so much going on I have been talking to other people too if you guys know 
I work in, oh, I didn't even say what I do in my introduction, but basically I work in supply chain logistics and freight management. And one of the roles is that I release shipments to drivers who come and pick up from our warehouse. And actually I've been making a lot of small talk with the drivers and Every time before it's the weekend, I'll always be like, what's your weekend plan? Stuff like that. And even they were talking about all these different events that they're going to go to that I didn't even hear about. I was like, oh, my God, there's so much happening this weekend. One of them said they were going to go to a food festival. And then another said they were going to go to a gem show. And I was like, what the heck? There's so much going on. So I just love that about summer is just like there's just so much to do all the time. And it makes me so happy because... It feels like for half of the year, living in Vancouver, it's like half of the year you're stuck at home and and it's raining and it's gray outside. But then the other half of the year, you're like outside all day long doing whatever you can. And that is what makes living in Vancouver so nice. So that's my rose. I've been doing a lot. <laughs> my bud is, um, what am I looking forward to? My bud is... What am I looking forward to? Okay, I'm looking forward to the 100th episode of my podcast. I guess I'll say that because that is coming up really, really soon in like two months. And it makes me a little bit, it makes me a little bit nostalgic and then also really excited for what's to come because obviously I've been doing this for almost two years, as I said at the beginning, and that is just crazy. I was actually just watching some of my old episodes again, just to kind of reflect on where I came from and what this has developed into. And just watching who I was back then in like episode nine or 10 or 11 and comparing that to, you know, me now, I I have grown so much and that this podcast is literally like video evidence of it and my perspectives have changed so much. I have changed so much and it's just been such a crazy journey. So I am definitely looking forward to just hitting that milestone. I think is also because like I've never really had a hobby that I have invested so much of my own time and effort into without really any reward back. Obviously, I know that people listen and I get so much positive feedback and that honestly keeps me going as well. But, you know, growing up in elementary school and stuff like that, all of the hobbies that I did, like dancing and piano and stuff like that, it was always for some sort of milestone or goal. And whether that's like, oh, you need to do these activities to help you get into a good university or, oh, you need to do these activities because getting the certifications really good for you and your resume and stuff like that. But doing my podcast, I feel like this year I finally learned like doing hobbies genuinely because you enjoy them and not for some sort of other external reward like money or validation or certifications like this is truly it's just rewiring my brain and what I think about hobbies and I think it is really good for me because this is like the first time that I've done it so yeah hitting 100 episodes for this podcast will definitely be really crazy and it makes me so sad and happy at the same time Okay, my thorn is, my thorn is, I will talk about it in a sec, but I had a really stressful work week for sure. It was not the best at all. And uh, it's actually been causing a lot of anxiety in me, but we're fine now, I guess, kind of almost. And then also Friday and Saturday, yesterday, it was like raining. 
it, we had such a long stretch of it's so hot and sunny outside and then friday saturday it rained and then today it's sunny again which is nice and I don't know. I think we need to have break from the sun. I was like kind of getting sick of it being so hot every single day. But then when it was raining, I was like, oh, oh, I actually kind of want the sun back. So having that rain reminded me that I am grateful for the sunshine that is here. Even if it may be super extra hot, I would rather this than the gloomy, gray, rainy weather. Okay, let's do a quick affirmation and then I'll tell you about my work week because it's been freaking stressful and I've learned a lot. Okay, let's do an affirmation. Dun, 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 dun. Are you ready? Okay, I have one. Oop, I let go of it. Whoops. Okay, let's grab a new one. One, two, three. You are a stroke of brilliance today and every day. That is a good one. I love that one. Okay, so let me tell you about my work week. It was very, very stressful. And I've learned a lot. First of all, the overarching message is that in general work is not a big deal like truly at the end of the day we're at least the field that I work in as I said supply chain management freight management stuff like that at the end of the day no one is going to die because of a mistake that I make at work which is very I'm very grateful for that I don't think I could work in a position where there are greater consequences than that because I don't think I would be able to live with myself I already right now given the mistakes that I've made at work this week have been stressed out to the max and like freaking out all the time but anyways so basically what happened is that how do I even say this simply I along with someone else made a mistake at work and because of that the shipment that was supposed to be going to Kamloops which is in British Columbia in case you don't know pretty close to here it's like four to five hour drive six seven hour drive I don't know a day's drive, actually ended up in Winnipeg, so halfway across the country. So you can imagine my stress when I realized, it actually also took us almost a week to realize this. So by the time we realized that it was the wrong shipment, the shipment was already in Winnipeg and getting ready to be delivered to the customer, the wrong customer. It was really, really stressful because obviously you know that making mistakes like this gonna cost a lot of money. And for me, I don't know why, what is, like, I think I'm still trying to figure out my relationship with money and how it grew, but I just have a really bad relationship, not a bad relationship with it, but I really don't like charging people. That's what I've realized is that I could never be in a sales position because I feel so bad when I charge people money. So knowing that this is going to cost a lot of money on our own dime, you know, it's our mistake. So we have to pay for it, obviously made me feel really terrible because I'm like, oh shoot, this is going to cost a lot of money to bring back to Kamloops. And then we have to do the right shipment to Winnipeg. It was just very, very stressful. Also, it was very stressful because I was, there's a lot of, uh, systems in place in the supply chain industry, which I've realized. And it's very systematic. And so it is very hard to reach real people. I will have been on hold on the phone for hours this week and 
trying to get in contact with someone who can tell me where this shipment is and how I can redirect it to the correct person. And it was really, really hard because there are just genuinely things out of your control. That is also something I struggle with is things that are not in my control. I like to have things in my control. And if things come up out of the blue, it's really hard for me to adapt to. Like I get very stressed out. Eventually I can adapt to it, but I just get very stressed out in the moment. Like it's very hard for me to go with the flow like that. So that is basically, that was basically my whole week was figuring this problem out and trying to deal with it. So it definitely like pushed at some of the struggles that I have internally, not just in work, but just like as a person, like I said, the lack of control, you know, not knowing where things are, not being able to, you know, just take control of something right away, you know, having to go through other people. And then also this money issue. It was just a very, very big wake up call that first of all, my, my actions have consequences. (laughs) What the heck? Of course. But second of all, um, What got me through this week was knowing that everything will be okay. Uh, One of the customers that we were talking to, which was their shipment, was a bubble tea shop and they had run out of cups and they really needed their bubble tea cups to be able to sell their product. And I was really stressed out because obviously like, oh my God, they're not going to have cups. They can't sell their bubble tea. But everything always works out. And I realized that, you know, it'll be okay. That's my takeaway from all this and just know if you sometimes feel like you are engulfed by work too much or you just get really really into it just know that at the end of the day work is not what defines us it will be okay obviously this is talking about my type of role that is at an office at a desk it might be different if you're like a first responder or a frontline worker but it'll be okay and Everyone makes mistakes and that's just the way it'll be. And that's okay. That's my lesson and my rant of the day. So that definitely taught me a lot. I'm obviously still working through a lot. Just like working full time, even though it's almost been a year at this point, I still have so much to learn. And that's what I've realized is like doing work, working at all, no matter what position you're in, you will have so much to learn, not just the hard skills of that particular job, but the soft skills and working with other people. I think those are like the most valuable things that you can learn from a job. And I'm sure that you could find it in any job that you're in. So that is why also I have this mindset of if you can't find your dream job, like that is okay because every job you take before then is kind of like a stepping stone that will help you build the skills that you need. Okay, let's get into my living alone necessities. So as I said, these are kind of like the minimal, uh, not minimal, material things that I have found really, really helpful when living alone. I definitely want to do another episode about what I've learned since living alone. I did that like one month after I moved out, but it's been almost a year now and I can definitely say I've learned a lot. But today I'm going to share the material things so what I think you should buy if you're looking to move out for the first time in case you missed I think I talked about in my last episode uh, after my lease is up for this place I do think I am moving back home just given rent prices and my salary (laughs) 
to be honest. I do think I'm probably going to move back home. A big reason why I moved out here in the first place was just because at home in my parents house there was just a lot of people and it was really hard to have some time to myself but my grandparents are going back to China this summer and because of that there's only going to be like three people living at home if I move back including me so that is a lot easier to deal with and obviously I want to cut costs even though I think living alone has taught me a lot I think I don't know I really do want to still live alone and live here I, I genuinely the biggest thing is like the neighborhood that I live in because it's close to the outdoors or like close to trails and stuff like that that I love to bike and walk around so yeah I'm still thinking about it but I do think my tentative plan is that I'm going to move home so I will tell you about the necessities that I have found while living alone and what I have found most helpful it's also going to be very adulty this episode so I hope you enjoy. Let's start with item numero uno, which is a good vacuum. Now, this doesn't have to be the most expensive thing ever. I don't have a Dyson. I know Dysons are super expensive, but I put this on my list because I personally do not have a good vacuum and I suffer because of it. So, if you are anything like me, a person with medium-ish, long-ish hair, I shed like a cat. I shed like a dog. I I just shed so much hair. It's crazy. This might be a bit TMI. I'm sorry. But I just shed so much hair. And by the end of the week, it's everywhere. Seriously. And the problem is, if you don't have a good quality vacuum, the hair is going to get caught in the little spinny things in the vacuum. It's going to get caught in the wheels of the vacuum. It's just not good, which is what happens to me all the time. And so your hair is not even actually getting sucked. It's just getting stuck at the bottom of the vacuum, like the little opening part. It's not good. So that is why I recommend a good quality vacuum. Maybe you might not need this if you have short hair, but I would assume everyone needs a really good vacuum because it just helps a lot with cleaning and sucking up all the hair. That's my first item. Okay, my second item is productive rest activities. Now, I guess this isn't something that you necessarily buy, but the reason why I put this on my list, productive rest activities, is because When you're living alone, you don't have that external like social peer pressure of getting judged if you're watching TV for 10 hours a day. And don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with that once in a while. But when you're living alone, it is especially easy to get caught in those bad habits. Like last night, for me, I'm going to be honest, I was on my phone for way too long. My screen time was like six hours yesterday, which is way higher than anything I've ever done. But it's okay once in a while. You know, we all have those days. But I think when it gets to be a problem of like every single day or every single weekend, you're getting caught in these bad habits, that's when it becomes not good. So you need to have other rest activities that are good for you, I guess. Because for me, mindlessly scrolling on social media is not good for you. So whether that be you buy some books or borrow them from the library or you get into a different hobby. Like for me, 
my reading journal has been really, really fun to keep up with, my regular journal, my memory keeping journal. As you can tell, I love journals. But maybe you have some sort of other hobby that you can do by yourself at home. Like maybe it's you buy a Sudoku book. I've been playing Sudoku again recently. I play it on the New York Times app on my phone. So much fun. But you could get a book if you don't want to look at the screens. You could, I don't know, like learn sign language by yourself. Like other activities for you to do at home otherwise... It can get really boring to live alone, I guess. And if the only thing you're doing is watching TV and going on social media. So that's why I think you need to invest some time and energy into making sure that living alone is not just an excuse for you to be a pig or be very, very lazy when no one else is looking. Right? Okay. Next. Next up is microfiber cloths and also just extra towels so whether that be extra dish cloths and extra cleaning cloths extra tea towels extra hand towels extra uh body towel i don't know what you call it like the one you after you shower just like extras of those you don't need a whole cabinet full that's what i'm going to say for sure but just a few extra because you never know what might happen um recently i dropped an egg on the floor and you know it was really nice to have some extra towels to clean that up also you know you just spill stuff and it's just good to have extras so i bought a big pack of microfiber cloths on amazon when i first moved out i honestly haven't even opened the rest of the pack like i think i only have half of it out but it was, it's been really, really useful just to have them as extra dish cloths or cleaning cloths when I need them throughout the week. And then I don't have to stress about washing my towels like instantly because I don't have enough. Like I can cycle through and wait until my end of the week laundry cycle to wash the towels because I have extra and I can spare. So that's been really helpful. And I love tea towels personally. I think it's just like such a fun and productive way to spice up your place. So when I first moved out, I bought a pack of tea towels from Ikea. It was like the green and black pattern. I don't love it, but I've kept it because I'm not just to throw it away. But recently I bought a new pack, which was like lemon themed tea towels. So there's one with whole lemons on it and then another one with sliced lemons on it I think it's so cute and it also just adds like such nice color to my place so tea towels are nice too because that's what I use to dry my hands after I wash my hands and uh just extra towels in general I also bought towels hand towels from Costco I'm gonna go through my next section of this is places to shop for when you move out so I'll go into this in more details but I also bought hand towels from Costco and I know they have like a lot of good uh like package deals where you can buy like the body towel and the hair towel and the hand towels for like a good price so just in case you need those all right next up is silicone sponge and a brush okay so when i moved out i knew right away that i didn't want to get a normal dish sponge it really really bothers me okay I've had a dish sponge growing up at home, like the normal ones, like the little yellow and green ones. It really bothers me. It just makes me really uncomfortable with like how water can get stuck in there. Like, you know, if someone doesn't squeeze out all the water and it just feels a little bit dirtier. So what I did when I moved out was I bought silicone sponges off of Amazon. So instead of like the yellow and green 
spongy material you know the one that looks like spongebob they're literally silicone and they have little bristles on the top so it's not perfect for getting your things super clean if it's like super oily i won't use it i won't use the silicone sponge but it's pretty good for just everyday dishwashing i also have a dishwasher but i never use it i use it like once a month but it is really helpful with keeping things just clean and also knowing, feeling like your sponge is also clean, like not like that there's germs and stuff inside. Because I've like seen horror stories online where like if your sponge, the normal sponge, there's too much water in there for too long, then it'll like uh, grow stuff inside. I don't even want to talk about it because it makes me very uncomfortable. So silicone sponge made me like blew my mind when I first saw it. Also, so that's like for normal dishwashing, but if things are super oily or saucy, I bought a dish brush from Ikea. Um, it was like a dollar. It was very cheap, but it's really nice because having that brush just like gives you more arm power to scrub at things that are dirty. And it's also nice to just reserve like a specific cleaning utensil for extra saucy things. You know, you don't have to mix with like your regular washing sponge. So that is very nice. Next is, or last thing, these are all like kitchen things to be honest, because I don't know. Last thing, oh no, wait, no, I had another one. That's not on my list, but I just thought of it. The other thing is command hooks. Uh, buying the big sets, like the big hooks and also mini hooks. I have hooked mini hooks like pretty much everywhere around my apartment, like one for my silicone sponge to hang it up on the wall instead of just putting it on the counter. Also one for my oven mitts and one for my shower cap in my bathroom and then also for my tote bags in my closet. So those are really, really useful. Last but not least is bags to earth, which if you don't know are basically... They're ex basically expensive compost bags, okay? But I was actually just having a conversation with my mom about this. So basically, my mom and my grandparents at home, they love to reuse whatever they can. So what they'll do is wrap the compost in newspaper, which should gener generally work. But I think the problem is that some of the stuff that they throw away is wet, like whether it's like stuff that was boiled in soup or stuff like that. And because of its like wetness and then keeping it in the compost bin for a few days, like gross stuff can grow. I'm not going to list it out in specific detail because we don't need to know that. But, you know, not pleasant stuff can grow in your compost bin because of that. So I buy bag to earth, bags to earth bags. They're basically plastic. No, they're not. They're basically paper bags that the inside is lined with like a special kind of wax. So you can put all your compost inside and it won't get too wet. It definitely does get wet, but it is not like soaking and it's quite protective, the wax layer. And then you can just directly put the entire paper bag into the compost bin when the garbage people come around. So that has been really helpful. It is definitely on the more expensive end of like things you can do because obviously newspaper and stuff is very free. But for me, it also just makes dumping easier and it's very easy to maintain. I bought these from Costco. I buy them from Costco. I actually... I've only bought like two sets in the entire year that I've been living here. So you really don't need that many. So that is like the last thing that I want to talk about before I talk about where to buy things. The thing that I want to talk about the most about living alone necessities, I should have honestly started the episode with this before I started talking about all this, is that you really don't need a lot. 
truly i when i was on tiktok before i watched this tiktok series of a person who was showing like living alone necessities and stuff like that but they were showing like full pots and pan sets like a full kitchen knife set you need all this type of cutlery and like four like four of each you truly do not need a lot when you're living alone of course if you want to be someone that hosts and stuff like that like go ahead by all means do that but honestly there are so many more sustainable ways to do that like I'm sure your friends could bring their own cutlery and stuff too. That's what I did when I originally hosted one night for like a pizza night or something like that. I asked my friends, I was like, can you guys bring your own plates and cutlery? Cause I don't have enough. I only have one set of cutlery for me. So, you know, there's like so many more sustainable ways to do it. Like ask your friends to bring stuff over if you want to have your friends over. And honestly, I do not go through a lot. I bought one pack of 24 pack toilet paper from Costco uh, when I first moved out. And I am not even halfway through the pack. And it's been almost a year. I also bought a lot of paper towel when I first moved out. And I have only gone through like two rolls because I have dishcloths and tea towels and like reusable stuff so gen genuinely when you think about moving out and living alone don't buy everything all at once that first weekend what I really liked that I did was I moved out I scrounged around what I could find at home from before and then bought what else I needed I felt I needed or knew I needed from the stuff that I was missing another thing is like ask around like people have a ton of stuff that they don't use probably my family is like the biggest hoarder of all things so we had a full pot and pan set at home in the garage like not being used at all they were brand new so obviously I didn't even take all of it I just took what I thought I would need and then just took it with me and moved out same with like knives there are a bunch of knives that my grandparents didn't want anymore so I was like oh I'll just take it and I've bought like one knife since cutting board I didn't have to get so I'm sure if you have family members and other stuff like that like they have stuff that they probably don't use and you could use you don't need the brand newest of everything like you can live if your cutting board isn't brand new it's fine and if you don't have like family members that you could ask one of the places, I guess we'll get into the places to shop now. One of the places you can go are thrift stores. I thrifted not a ton, but I did thrift a lot of bowls and plates. And they are honestly like such good quality. They're totally fine. They're so cheap compared to if you buy them in a store. And it's like better for the environment. So thrifting is also great. Um, basic plates pots and pans bowls stuff like that you can buy from thrift stores one of the local thrift stores that I live near all their proceeds go towards our local hospital so it's all by donation and then whatever proceeds they make it goes to the hospital which is like such a good cause so why not okay but if you have gone through your thrift stores and you're still looking for stuff to buy here are the places that I went to when I first moved out that were most useful to me First off was Costco, as I said. Um, you definitely cannot buy everything at Costco because a lot of the Costco stuff is family-sized, but you can buy certain things, as I mentioned, toilet paper, paper towels. You could probably also find tea towels and dishcloths and microfiber towels at Ikea, uh, Costco as well. Um, stuff like that. You can buy your Brita filter, your kettle, just places like that. If you can't find it secondhand off of someone you already know 
Costco is probably your second best bet. Then you can go to Ikea. The reason why I don't love Ikea is that sometimes their stuff feels really, really cheap. So you really have to be careful with what you buy there. Um, for me, what did I even buy from Ikea at first? It was that dish brush. And then, I don't know, my original set of tea towels. I remember Ikea was super out of stock when I first moved out. I don't know if it's better now, but there was not a ton of stuff when I went to Ikea when I moved out. So that was also why, just to let you know. I don't know if it's better now. I hope it's better now. Last, not last, next was Muji. Muji I thought was great um, just to keep the aesthetic, you know, Muji is very aesthetic. Their homeware stuff is also very aesthetic. The best thing that I actually bought from Muji are the organizer bins. They are basically, I've shown them in my vlogs if I, when I moved out. So you should go watch those if you want to see it. But they're basically different sizes and they have like a small one, a big one. I bought, I have one, two, three, four, five big ones in my apartment. And I keep them under my bathroom and under my kitchen sinks to just organize stuff and put all the extras that I have. And then I have a small one for like my random hobby stuff that I needed a place to organize. One thing, oh, I could talk about this in a whole nother episode, which is like apartment hunting and stuff. But one thing that I learned as I moved into this place, like when I was already here, is that my place has very little storage built in. Like the construction just has no storage at all. And the storage that is provided is very not efficient in that like it's very long and narrow. So I would need... Like, I wish they installed some sort of other organizers, but obviously I understand that they didn't. So having those bins has been really helpful to keep things organized and in one place. Otherwise, my pantry is pretty unorganized. I definitely want to clean it up a little bit, but I'm also moving out soon, so I don't have the motivation to do that anymore. Yeah, so Muji bins. I also bought all of my cutlery from Muji just because it was like aesthetic and the chopsticks were nice. And... Also some plates and bowls. I have one big plate, one medium plate, and one small plate, and then one regular bowl. Actually, wait, no. I have a big bowl for my soup noodle when I make like instant ramen and stuff like that. And then I have a small bowl, like a medium bowl, I guess you could say, for when I eat rice and normal stuff. And then I have like a, a plate bowl that's like flatter than a normal bowl, but has the rims up on the side so that you know stuff doesn't fall out and then I also have a soy sauce holder that's like all the cutlery that I have <laughs> or you know utensils and stuff like that I definitely have a lot of mugs I have spatulas tongs wooden spoons another thing I found really helpful was to have reusable ziploc bags and I use those to hold my leftover produce that I haven't finished using yet. So if I make a recipe, almost always I'll have leftover produce because I don't eat like an entire tomato at once. So I'll put that leftover tomato in a reusable Ziploc bag and put it in the fridge and then stuff like that. It just saves a little bit more space because if you were to get so many Tupperwares, that takes up a lot of surface area and I do not have that in my apartment. I only have one, two, two Tupperwares I keep at home and then two to bring my lunch to work every single day. So, yeah, this episode's going to be a little bit shorter, which is fine because I feel like recently my episodes have been really, really long. I hope you enjoyed. I hope you found some of that helpful. I'm definitely going to share more about living alone. 
and what I've learned and more tips that I have. But today's was mostly just about what you need to buy for living alone because I have found that to be very, very important and a big learning lesson. I think this was kind of like when I moved out to my dorms for the first time is that you don't need a ton of stuff. When I first moved out to my dorms, I brought my entire closet, even things that I knew I didn't wear for the last three years. I was like, maybe I'll find a reason to wear it at university. Absolutely did not. Uh, in the winter break of my first year, I literally brought half of my dorm room home back to my regular home because I was like, I don't use this stuff. I have no space in my dorm room for all this. And I don't even need anymore. So that's definitely one lesson is just realizing you don't need a ton of stuff. That's what I've learned this year. I don't need a ton of stuff. I don't need a ton of stuff to make me happy. I don't need a ton of stuff to live and I'll be fine. And that's all I have for today. I hope you enjoyed. I have you. I, I can't speak anymore. I hope you have an amazing week and I will see you soon. Okay. Bye.